Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Brendan Escott, Cam Moon alongside on this fine Friday afternoon in Edmonton. We'll be with you until next Thursday. Next Friday, Bob returns from his vacation and it's our final day in this time slot. If you uh, have managed to miss the news to this point, we'll be going 5-7 to seven as of September 5th. But until then, you've got uh, Cam and myself. We are pleased to be joined by our headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. It is the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Tony Brar in from Oilers TV, spending, well, all afternoon in studio with us here. What a delight. Tony, how's it going? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Happy Friday. Uh, Kamika, thank you for spreading the positivity on the 630 Chad uh, lines as well. Headliner, who do I have to pay 50 bucks for that Trent title? That, yeah, that's when you're big time. <laughs> big time. You're the headliner. You, you and you are big time. You get some jerky and we show you. Hey, happy Friday, fellas. Yeah, thanks for jumping in here with us. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun and probably a very wide-ranging conversation here. Um, everything from your, your media background. I mean, I'm, this is the guy, if, you, if you're not sure, people have been to a hockey game. He's up on the big screen. He's, he's the guy on Oilers Plus that uh, you know in love with the big perfectly groomed beard and uh, not right now though and don't forget the hair right now hey don't forget the hair barely barely. what has it been 38 hours since your last touch up on the the hair you're looking great my friend and uh, again i say it's it's great to see you but i'm looking at you in a walking boot and the last time we spoke we were talking about your ball hockey career i assume there's a correlation unfortunately i fractured my ankle at nationals so uh, obviously every year the canadian national championships happen this year it was in st john new brunswick however my doctors and my athletic therapist in St. John, they hypothesized that I actually fractured my ankle a couple of weeks before that in provincials. Oh. And then it led to a stress fracture of my medial malleolus. Uh, so <laughs> not necessarily... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. This is, this is well spoken. Medial malleolus. I didn't know we were doing like Bio 30 know, while we were here. This guy on an episode of House. Oh. Anyway. Uh, by the way, to answer one of your previous questions or previous thought you had about 20 minutes ago now, Evan Bouchard actually sits right beside Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Brett Kulak in the dressing room. So two couple of veteran guys that can kind of help them through. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, where, where, where do we go? So you're, you're, um, you're a part of this ball hockey dynasty. Maybe we'll start here, <laughs> and, and then we'll venture into ice hockey shortly after this. But I, I got to ask you about um, the ball hockey club now, as it's now known, and and uh, so you get to go nationals this year to St. John, but you guys have gone to nationals for what, the last four, five consecutive years? How many has it been, and where have you gone? Well, we've actually been at nationals, I want to say for 10 years now. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. 10 consecutive years. It's so, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's uh, It's been fun, but we've only had the pleasure of winning it twice back in 2017 and 18. And then the last few years, we've run into the Brampton Midnight Express. They just repeated in St. John this year. Congratulations to them. I have a couple of really good friends that play on that team. And 
every time we happen to face them in the last three years, they've just got our number. And each game has been so close with the exception of one in Hamilton last year. They were just an absolute juggernaut. No team was stopping them. They even ended up winning the final by seven goals. Like, it wasn't even close. But the last couple of years, uh, sorry, the last three years, in two of them, we faced off against them in the final, and they just edged us out uh, for the national championship. So, obviously a great team, but this is what you play for, right? You play to see what you're made out of. You push your body to the limit for a week. I obviously pushed my ankle way too far for a week, but that's okay. And now I'm in a walking boot and I can no longer golf. So, Are the players from your team, are they all from Edmonton? Or do you have like is it Alberta wide? Yeah, you're allowed to have a few pickups. So okay. uh, Alberta with the population, they have two representatives at the Canadian National Championships. And then you're allowed to have some pickups outside of those two teams. Gotcha. So when you're not doing that, you're usually on the golf course, and now you can't be on the golf course because your your ankle's in a walking boot. So uh, let's let's look at the Oilers here, Tony, and and, and just your journey, I guess, with the team through uh, the last maybe even couple of seasons. You know, as things have really started to accelerate, they've been adding some marquee players like Hyman and Kane, and and I just can't imagine how much fun it's been working with these guys. Everybody's seen you on social media with Clean Cost and soaking your your suits and making sure your dry cleaner's always well paid and that sort of thing like it just it looks like you're having a lot of fun with what you're doing obviously um it's so funny as soon as clean cost and signed in detroit or got traded my dry cleaner actually texted me they're actually a really good friend of mine and they i can't say the word on air but uh they're getting a little less business from me yeah uh, throughout the season but you know what i look at the maturation of this team over the last five years it's crazy to even think that i've been with the team for half a decade but reality goes fast doesn't it and it's important to slow life down and take it all in when you can because the next five years are going to go by even quicker but over the last five years and cam i think you maybe saw this over the last year or two as well is the maturation of this leadership core yeah you have the marquee guys like the zach hyman's coming in connor brown this year but it starts with 97 29 93 i mean the and 25 of as well of course but they've just grown so much as leaders of course we saw evan bouchard ink that two-year deal yesterday and we were just talking about off air that play in colorado the second last game of the season where evan bouchard kind of faked it to Connor mcdavid and then went top shelf in colorado in overtime to give the oilers a much needed win i believe they have points in 14 straight games yeah they had a roll <laughs> they were on a roll and it was Connor McDavid who initiated the conversation with Bush saying, hey, fake it to me. They're cheating to me. And that's going to open up the lane for you. And these are just little things. Little by little, Connor McDavid is demonstrating how he is a quality leader. And I think a lot of that kind of comes down to, of course, he was thrusted onto the scene in the National Hockey League back in 2015-16. And then the maturation of him and how he's leading this franchise, not only just the players on the ice, he's leading this franchise into what I believe will be a Stanley Cup in the next few years. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a tough to it's tough to look at what they're doing right now and the momentum that they've garnered over the last couple of years and think that they aren't going to at least play for a Stanley Cup in the next couple of years. Um, yeah, I, I just... 
When I watch the content that you guys have been able to put out with the new platform, that's where you see those little conversations, right? That's where you see him standing there at the smart board at the front of the dressing room, having that one-on-one -on -one conversation with whomever it may be. And a lot of the time, it's not who you think that it's going to be. It's not one of his line mates. It's somebody else on the team saying, you know, when you like, here's here's how we expose this part of the defense when they do X, Y, or Z, right? And I, obviously, having the platform to show this kind of thing sort of exposes people to the fact that even though he's not necessarily a very vocal leader, this is how he's been leading the team and is continuing to. And even still, I think he's becoming more and more a vocal leader with every passing day. And what a great mind he has. I mean, you look at the greats in every sport, and one person that really comes to mind here is LeBron James. And Brendan, I know you're a big basketball guy. Cam, I'm not sure if you've ever seen this interview by LeBron, but the reporter asked him a question about a play that happened in the second quarter at the seven minute mark and he broke down little detail by detail how it all kind of unfolded I think Connor McDavid has that mind as well I mean you have to when you have that kind of a processor and we see it on full display each and every night here in Edmonton but they just have such a tremendous eye for the fine details of this great game and yeah, he may not be the most vocal guy, but you know when 97 speaks up, everyone else be quiet. And mm -hmm. they're listening. Their ears are popped open because he makes sure that every word is worth its value. And I think guys like Connor, LeBron, I don't know if you want to get into soccer or football, but Messi, Ronaldo, the way that they can break the game down, even his peers know it's absolutely exceptional. So when he talks ears are open. I would say Wayne Gretzky was in that absolute oh, same absolutely. category. Because he could remember every little thing of the game and it, it just had that, that memory and the mind for it and it seems like Connor's in that exact same situation. 100%. So, you've got a situation with a tidal wave of momentum now, but with it, obviously, they're trying to do this all with a, with a flat salary cap, so we, we've seen, you know, minimal increases are, are very interesting uh, ways about improving the roster here, and the latest installment of that is Connor Brown coming to town. Love the idea. Uh, certainly of them going back with the history of him and McDavid, Tony. I think that's where the appeal starts. But uh, what do you like about the Connor Brown edition? I think the thing that I really like, if you're an Oilers fan, is that Connor McDavid and Connor Brown are really good friends. And this goes way back to Erie when they played together in the OHL. And Connor Brown, obviously, you, do, you never want to see a player go through injury. And of course, he had a major injury. He only played four games for the Caps last year. But in a silver lining type of view, the fact that Connor Brown had to go through that last year allowed the Oilers to structure the contract so so that they can fit him under the cap. It's very bonus heavy. His cap hit is relatively low. So in a fortunate way, like obviously you're not hoping somebody gets hurt, but in in a fortunate way, he did get hurt, so the Oilers could fit him under the cap. And you know what? The cap is expected to jump quite a bit next year. Let's just say Connor Brown hits the ground running and is a natural fit for a guy like Connor McDavid and Zach Hyman or, or Vander Kane, whoever's on that left side. Well, now that the cap is jumping, now you can afford him. 
but the only way you're able to bring him on in the first place is because of the injury. So I mean, I'm intrigued to see how Connor Brown responds. By all reports, by everyone I've talked to, he's looking really good on the ice. He's skating well. He feels confident, and I think that's the biggest thing for a player. When you're coming off a major injury, how are you between the ears? Are you a little hesitant going in the corners? And we know Connor Brown's game, and he does have a little bit of that in his game. That's going to be the biggest hurdle. And by all accounts, he's looking and skating really well. Well, yeah, you, know, you should uh, you should have plenty of inspiration for somebody coming back from a catastrophic knee injury. Look no further than the documentary on McDavid we saw. Yeah, so I would expect him to be incredibly motivated. Uh, the opportunity to come to a team that we'd like to think is a contender, and I think most people do, uh, to have that chance to to see how it goes and how far the team can go when it gets to the uh, to the postseason. Uh, we had talked about it this week, uh, and we talked about it a little bit this morning. Just, I am so interested to see what Philip Broberg yep. uh, brings this year, and and where he can make that next step. To me, he can be a bit of an X factor for the Oilers. That if he hits the ground running and continues to develop and makes a bit of a, a leap. He could be a huge asset for this team. And a lot of people forget that Philip Broberg is only 22. I know exactly. he's been around for a while. Like, it feels like he's the like oldest 22-year-old on the face of the earth. Like, he's only 22. Give him a couple extra years, and I think he's going to be competing for that uh, that final six spot, really. Six or seven, depending on how Jay Woodcroft deploys his lineup. But you got Vinny DeHarnay and you got Philip Broberg. Who's going to eat a little bit more minutes? And it also kind of depends on Philip Broberg ability to play on the right side. I know the left side is a natural fit, but he does have a track record and a pretty healthy track record of playing on the right side as well. Uh, I'm expecting a pretty big jump for Philip Broberg. Maybe not right away. I would say about 20 to 25 games in. Well, I think where people are starting to cool on Broberg is the fact that relative to his draft class, a lot of other guys have butted and and established themselves in that 2019 draft. And Broberg, you know, has really yet to... uh, to to gain that full NHL time as we know, but I'm not sure you could look at a player and say that there was one who was more negatively impacted by COVID and how how much of a detriment to his progress that was. He was injured and and it just seemed to really nick him at the wrong time and I'm not saying that that's an excuse but I am saying that altered his timeline. I'm, I'm confident enough in that. So we'll see what he's able to provide this year. And if if he's slow out of the gate, I think he carries enough promise that another team would be interested in him, uh, along with a first-round pick, for example, for a deadline day kind of move, something along those lines. 780-496-0063 if you want to keep up with the conversation here. We've got Tony Brar in studio from Oilers TV. Here's our headliner today for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. All right. Remind you as well that some guests of the show received gift certificates to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. The greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Altoff that Oilers Now sent you. We're back with Oilers Now in a moment. Brendan Escott, Cam Boone, Tony Brar, all hanging out with you this Friday on Oilers Now And we're just kind of shooting the breeze here, talking with a guy who gets to spend an awful lot of time around the the Oilers' operation. And um, when I had you on Inside Sports last week, I loved the story about the guys playing 
Mario Kart on the plane. I think that is the funniest thing ever. Could you relay that for us? Absolutely. So uh, Mario Kart is a hot game on the team plane right now. And I had the pleasure of playing in a couple of rounds with some of the guys. And one of the best players on the team, well, I, Kyler Yamamoto was one of the best players mm-hmm. on the team. But the other best player on the team is Connor McDavid. He is so good at Mario Kart, it is insane. And I, I, and I find that crazy because isn't he always just like shooting pucks in his garage or, you know, lifting weights or, or going out for a run on a set of stairs? Isn't that what he's doing? No, he's, he's just not good at everything. He's so, it's unfair. It's, it's truly unfair. Uh, but the best part about some of these flights is it could be a really late flight. Let's just say from Montreal to Edmonton. And after a game, you're leaving at, what, 10 p.m.? And the guys will still be ripping Mario Kart. Like, nobody <laughs> goes to bed. It's awesome. I love it. it yeah, a lot more popular after a win, I imagine. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's a long way, I, I would think, from the days, Cam, of... of um 80s and 90s players and all the options were card games or poker or whatever else that sort of thing I would think although I imagine not that you're willing to divulge this on air but I would imagine some cash changes hands over the odd game of Mario Kart (laughs) I'm not sure yeah all I know is I didn't have to pay up for finishing last so It's like a rite of passage. You have to have a Nintendo Switch to be a part of the team. And that's just the new generation. <laughs> yes. right? I mean, you can take these things on the go, so yeah. why not? But you know what? That's also a sign to me of how close this team is. Oh, I know yeah. it's a very trivial thing. Oh, the guys are just playing Mario Kart on the team playing. Well, they're all playing together. There's a sense of togetherness in everything that they do. And I think we see that on the road as well. We see some, we see some, some guys who... Uh, you wouldn't expect with the with the with a different group with the leadership group and they're all going out for dinner the guys are playing Mario Kart on the plane of course there's cards on the plane what's that one game backgammon the one that Shorzy always used to bring on the plane <laughs> i feel so old now what is that the is that, is that the right game though i don't know i don't even pay attention <laughs> Probably, so there, though. There's a few games on there, but it, to me, it's it's also just a small indicator of how close this team is. Who's the oldest player on the team that plays along with the kids? Ooh, I know Derek Ryan also has his uh, Switch, but he doesn't, uh, he doesn't play Mario Kart. He plays his own game. Like, I remember one time Derek Ryan was playing Metroid Prime. And he was just in the process of completing that. Then I believe the new Zelda came out at the end of last season Hilarious. and he was playing that so yeah there's a there's a few gamers on there i know nuge used to be a big gamer i'm not sure if he's as big of a gamer now and of course congratulations to the nuge and hopkins yes. family yes. On the birth of baby yeah. lennon of course Is, that's his first child right yeah. Yeah. yeah that's hard to believe i guess only because he's been around this team since the dawn of time and doesn't look like he's aged a single day since the nope. draft but uh, yeah now he's father nugent hopkins i suppose and an excellent golfer mr ryan nugent Hopkins really so he not only is he's now there's a renaissance man with the horse racing thing he owns his horse he's got the he, he races his horse and he's also a, a scratch golfer much like yourself uh not <laughs> I wish I was scratch <laughs> I want to say his handicap is two or three like he is really yeah. really good at golf and I've got to witness it firsthand and man don't miss he don't miss on the <laughs> golf course it doesn't surprise me I remember when he was in Red Deer we had a, uh, a, a, a outing at a school, and we were waiting for the 
kids to come into the gymnasium and there was a couple of basketballs hanging around and he was draining threes like there was no tomorrow and we, you, you play basketball no <laughs> <laughs> just a natural athlete yeah. hey yeah he was just sinking them from all over the gym <laughs> because That's, of course he did uh, of course and he would have been 16 17 years old <laughs> Oh my goodness. 12.54 in Edmonton. We're hanging out with Tony Brar here from Oilers TV. I guess we'll dig into more of the behind-the-scenes stuff to do with the uh, the media and, and what you guys are taking on on that front when we get into the second half hour of this chat. And we do have Excuse me, Evan Bouchard is coming yeah. up at 1.30 today as well. We'll talk about the new two-year $3.9 million extension. You've been traveling for five years, basically, with the team, save for the COVID uh, blips on the radar there. What's your favorite stop on the tour? Oh, I got to say the setup in uh, Fort Lauderdale is pretty nice. Hey, Cam? Oh, man. Oh, it's good. It's above average. <laughs> How's the pen? How's the pen at that hotel? Oh, it's all very good. A good pen there. Yeah, this, I, it's all up for me. It's all about the hotel pen. So, for yeah, for those yeah. who don't know, Cam Moon steals... A pen. Not steal, because it's yours. It's yours with the room. No, he takes it. It's his. Well, if you have the room, it's yours. I appreciate a good pen. And he appreciates a good pen, so you'll always take a pen. And then with Reed, you'll review the pens that you got from the latest road trip. I've never heard that ever. That is awesome. Yeah. Uh, It's awesome. I don't imagine that's why Fort Lauderdale's your favorite, though. Well, it's the ocean. Uh, I mean, the fact that you have the ocean that close to you... It's it's a pretty unique setup. Um, I think it's a very lively place. I think there's a lot of tourists, and I think you guys know me better than anyone else uh, when it comes to life on the road. I talk to everybody, so mm. it's easy to have a conversation and just to kind of learn about individuals that live in the area or where they're from. and. Uh, it's a pretty lively place. I, I really enjoy it. And there's got to be a lot of opportunity for you as well to sort of mix and mingle with people from different teams and a similar role to you or people behind the scenes. I mean, uh, the hockey community, one thing I've learned about it is it's, it, it's awfully small at the end of the day. Yeah, it, it very much is, hey? It, oh, yeah. Uh, you see the same people at uh, every NHL event and you run into, you know, people related to those people in, in different events or at their hockey games and all of a sudden you have this grand network like after five years I was looking go, going through my contact list you know I have a broken ankle so I can't really do much and uh, I'm just scrolling <laughs> through my phone and I'm just kind of reminiscent on all these people I've got to meet over the last five years and the best part about it is hopefully there's uh, another five years at least left in this career that I can build some more. I think that's one of the most special things about the hockey community is how tight-knit it is. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, Good place for a bookmark. We'll leave it here for hour number one. Come back with more from Tony Brar. We're going to find out how you groom that beard each and every day to get it to look so good up on that jumbotron at Rod place and of course some serious talk as well uh, coming up here and then we'll hear from Evan Bouchard Tony's going to stick around for that as well it's Brendan Escott it's Cam Moon with you this afternoon Randy Kilburn has the global news headlines next